Do you love listening to podcasts and want an easy app to listen to your favorites? Pocket Cast was recognized by Wired Magazine as the podcast app every iPhone user needs. Download Pocket Cast today from the Apple App Store or Google Play Store or on the web at pocketcast.com where you can listen to the MT Sports Show, the place to get all of your Michigan football game reviews, recruiting takes, and all of the latest news on your Michigan Wolverines. Welcome back, everyone, and it is definitely a welcome back. It's been some time since we've got a chance to discuss Michigan football and everything Michigan Wolverine associated, and it's a lot has happened since we got off the air. Um, it seems like Tyler we Tyler's with me, Brian is with me, frequent guest. Um, Tyler, it seems like every time we end a season, like Michigan football season, it seems like we take an extended, unannounced break as you will, like it just, it just seems like that. And that's what we did kind of did too. Um, it, it kind of helped us just ease, you know, things, but, um, we're back. We're back now. And, um, thanks for everyone for listening. We've been with you for two years since 2017. So, um, actually three years. Sorry, I can't do math. Um, so it'll be like a third season doing, doing Michigan football and basketball. It's, it's been great, but, um, we've had some, a lot of news in sports, Michigan football related and not Michigan football related, but, um, We'll, we'll talk about Michigan football and just keep it on cue. But um, in the last 24 hours, um, the news, Mark D'Antonio is retiring from uh, stepping down as Michigan State's head coach, which I, I leave it on that. I start off with that because um, it's, you know, it's relevant to Michigan as well, even in Michigan State. But um, we, we have to talk about that and discuss that a little bit. Uh, Brian, Tyler. Uh, what I guess what it, what's your thoughts? I mean, I know it's not shocking to me. I know it's not, it shouldn't be shocking to you either, uh, given given the time with his deposition with the, uh, the their first Blackwell um, thing. Um, and the last couple of years have been pretty tumultuous with Mark D'Antonio and his uh, program. So thoughts, uh, comments, concerns, or anything like that. Uh, we'll start with uh, we'll start with Tyler. I know Brian's a frequent guest, but we'll start with Tyler because you know, uh, he's the co-host. So we'll start with you guys. What are, what's your thoughts? Right. Uh, I mean, my thoughts, you know, I was kind of kind of not surprised by it. You know, I kind of had a feeling, you know, this was going to happen at some point. Um, like you said, you know, the timing after he got his annual, you know, $4, $4 million bonus, uh, you know, a couple of days before, you know, signing period starts or a day before, before the signing period starts, you know, he kind of stepped down, you know, with the whole allegations and, I, I, obviously everything that was going on at Michigan State, uh, but, you know, I kind of felt like it was kind of like a year late, you know. I kind of felt like, you know, I thought he would have been, been gone last year after the season they had mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. during the whole allegations and all that. But, you know, he came back for another year and, you know, got him to 6-6, six and six, but I just think, you know, he's, he's had enough. But, obviously, I saw something, you know, he's with – He's staying with the program. Like, he's going to have, like, a role in the athletic department or something, kind of like Urban Meyer does at Ohio State and all that. So, but, you know, I'm not surprised by it, you know, but I just thought it was, like, a year late. Mm. I mean, you know, it's it's, it's a definitely a situation where um, I don't know why he had been coaching for the Michigan State the last couple of years, too, obviously, yeah. considering everything. But, um I know Brian's probably going to want to 
chime in and, and let us what know his thoughts because uh, I think everyone was kind of just kind of like, oh well, this is this is like just kind of like a laughing matter almost. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Um, Piers, we have lost Brian. Um, we'll try to get back, right. get him back. We'll try to get him and back in here shortly. Um, Tyler, keep just keep. I guess. Uh, let me know what. I guess what. What's. I mean, obviously, just like weighing this out. Um, you know, Michigan. Mark D'Antoni has kind of brought Michigan State back to um, where he wants them to. You know, what he, he accomplished what he, I guess, wanted to as a, as a head coach at Michigan State. I think like the yes. came in there to win games. So, um, right. Well, I guess what what is your what, what's what's the biggest thing Mark D'Antoni has done since what, since he's been at Michigan State? Like, he, I mean, what's his, what do you think his well, legacy I mean, will be at Michigan? What what is his legacy at Michigan State? I guess. I mean, he'll be up there, you know, up there with you know, uh, with one, you know, probably if not, you know, one of the best coaches they ever had. I mean, you you think of John L. Smith and you know, kind of how that played out, and then obviously Nick Saban, you know, kind of how that played out and all that. But I mean. For uh, for D'Antonio, I mean, you know, yes, you know, he's had he's got he had Michigan State six ten win seasons. Um, I saw some I saw someone tweeted this out. I forgot who it was, but you know, during that time when you know when Michigan State was so dominant on the defensive end and they had like Connor Cook and like the the senior class team, you know, who got them to the playoffs, you know, who got selected by Alabama, you know who were in the Big Ten championships, you know, back-to-back, right. you know. Uh, but, you know, if you think about that class that, you know, D'Antonio brought in, because I think he was there since, what, 07, 09 or something like that? First, 07 was his first year, I think. 07, sure. and, you, and you, you think about, you know, at that time where Michigan was at that time, you know. Right. They're on their way out of having, you know, Lloyd Carr, then you bring in Rich Rod. Brady Hogue, right. you know, five, four-win seasons, obviously not the type of recruiting class that Michigan's known to have now, now that since Harbaugh's been there, you know, top ten and all that. And obviously the last two years, uh, you know, obviously Michigan beat them, you know, 21-7 in East Lansing. And then obviously last year, 44-10 to at the Big House. You know, kind of, you know, they, they kind of took a step back, I think, you know, since that the whole allegations have come down, and you know, since that senior class, you know, of Le'Veon Bell and Connor Cook and Shalik Calhoun, and obviously, you know, Denard, Denard, and all that, you know, it's just they're they're in the rebuild process, and I feel like you know, with with D'Antonio stepping down, you know, I think it's a good time to have a change of scenery. But like I said, you know, it just comes at a very odd time for him to step down. Right, and and uh, well, Brian's rejoining us. We had some like minor technical difficulties. Uh, Brian, um, um, without without jokes aside, we can make jokes about Mark D'Antonio and hit what he's what has transpired in the last you know three years with his the way he's handled a lot of things. We can be here all day with that, but I don't think we should go there. I I was. Before we uh, lost you, uh, what, are, what do you think Mark D'Antonio's legacy will be at Michigan State? Um, I mean, he's definitely winning, beating Michigan. I mean, having a winning record versus Michigan, 
And so, I mean, it's not like it's anything to hang his hat on. The only, the only thing. Like really bad audio. Mm-hmm. I think we lost Brian again. Uh, well, continuing on, uh, do apologize for the technical difficulties we're kind of experiencing right now. But um, hey, can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can. Yep. Yes. Uh, we're kind of losing you. <laughs> no, continue. Continue on your thoughts. Okay. Um, it's just that. Uh, you know, he he wanted to keep his his palace. He didn't want to have uh, to make changes when. I did not. State, so. Yeah, you know, we all make jokes and crack fun, but I mean, the guy was successful. Just, just terrible way to end your career. Yeah, um, you know, my thoughts on it are, you know, that his legacy at Michigan State will be overshadowed by so much that went wrong and not so much that went well. Because, and I'm not just judging from like the media per se, I guess, but. Um, and that's like I feel like that's what the media would say too, because they're they shouldn't look at what he did so good there. I mean, obviously he brought that program to what it, you know it should be as a college football team, but he's left he where he left the program is basically what you know in any other program that is struggling is where he left it at, and he left it in not good shape. And the way he left it, and how he left it, and just his ending there was. Yeah, it was not. It's not good for everyone involved there, and uh, there's so much more going on at that university. That and it seems like mm-hmm. it. Um, I know they're trying to move past it there at MSU and things like that, but I mean, it's gonna be hard when you're when you're most you when you when you're winningest head coach just steps up, steps down to a social media post when it's on, like basically unannounced. That that does that that doesn't doesn't as if I was a fan of. Any, if I was a fan of any team and my head coach stepped down just to step down out of nowhere, I would have some pretty bad things to say. And if, if he was the winningest head coach, I would I wouldn't I wouldn't be that wouldn't sit right with me. Um, right. Whether no matter what no matter what who we're talking about, um, mm-hmm. I like I said I obviously think his legacy will be remembered. Well, people will still remember the, the games that he won. Um, Obviously, and, and things that he did, but there's so much more that he didn't do right, though. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, can, just, can you please turn your really audio, turn tough. your audio, and Brian, Brian, turn your audio down a little bit. You're 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 all overmodulated. So, um, overmodulated. Yeah, but um, he he's done a lot good there. I mean, to deny that is crazy for any for a Michigan fan or anything. He, he did he's done good things there, but um, a lot of things that he did that he did he, how he handled it he could have it could have been prevented. There's a lot of yeah. things that could have been prevented, and he just he didn't want to change. He was too stubborn. Like I mean, Harbaugh's stubborn, mm-hmm. but I mean, if something like that happens at Michigan, you better believe Harbaugh's going to get that out of there. And like I mean, you don't hear. Things like that happen. So, if you do, if you do, the kids are gone. So, um, 
no doubt. Yeah, definitely, definitely not shocking. That's for sure. But um, I knew it was coming. But um, but since we've uh, haven't recorded in a while, it has been a lot of news uh, um, and. Michigan didn't perform well in the pool game against Alabama. Um, not, not, uh, not too surprising. Um, Michigan's uh, performances in bowl games under Harbaugh or in general are not very good. Um, following the bowl game, though, Michigan had um, lost Chris Partridge. He. It uh, departed for for Old Miss. Departed for Old Miss. Um, so that was a that was a fairly big loss uh, for Michigan. Um, but since refresh everyone's memory, um, yeah. you know, we'll talk about those two things right now because they're still kind of fresh. But I don't want to dive too much into more about other things. Uh, what are your thoughts? Give me give me your thoughts, Brian, on what was the um, you know your reaction from the Chris Pritchard departure. Does uh does my level sound better? They do. Yep. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. So, um, I think it was a big loss on one hand because he definitely brought in. He was your best recruiter, but I mean, you hired him straight out of high school from uh, uh, Paramus Catholic just to kind of, you know, Jabir Peppers, uh, Sean Gary, Sean Gary. It's mm-hmm. like if if Harbaugh could take a guy out of high school like that and he could succeed, then you know it just you know who knows if he could go after an other you know collegiate coach. I think the biggest thing like Parsons was a good recruiter, but I think he also had like a high like bust rate for some of the guys that he recruited, and mm-hmm. like it's not it's not something that you want to sit there and just be like. Oh, we're so much better without him. No, it was a big hit, but I know some people right. were like really like losing it. But well, it just I can you have to understand from everyone's perspective why they think it it was and wasn't. I mean, you know, Brian, I I think we all can agree though. Like I think there's everyone's there's so many people out there like there's they think, feel like there's no one else that is better at a position than than the coach they currently have, which is if you're not winning national championships, then there's people out there that are better. <laughs> like, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, give me a break. But um, you know, I agree with everything you're saying. So. Yeah. Best defensive coordinator in college football, uh, Brent Venables, got toasted yeah. in the national championship by Joe Burrow in Clemson. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. LSU. Mm-hmm. Right. Are you, are you going to say he's the worst and he needs to be fired now? Like, it's exactly. just – Exactly. It's just fans being fans, you know. Yeah, and it's like it's it's a lot of fans that don't really they're they don't know they're not familiar with the winning national champions. They don't not familiar with winning even really that much, even even too much. So it's like um again, the Chris Parchus loss was you know, it was it was at the moment was kind of eh. And the way the college coaches leave nowadays, um it's, it should never be surprising anymore if coach just Automatically, if he just ends up just leaving, um, mm-hmm. because out of nowhere. But um, Tyler, tell, tell what, what I guess? What, what are your uh, thoughts on the on the partridge departure? I know oh, fans are going to listen to this podcast I'm, and they're going to be like, "Well, this is old news." But I mean, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's old news. But no, it, 
you guys uh, touched on it. Uh, you know, it was a it was a big loss. You know, I kind of felt like it came out of nowhere. Obviously, you know, you hear about this. You know, after every end of Michigan season, you know who's gonna leave. You know, we talk about you know Don Brown needs to go. You know, is Don Brown gonna take a coaching job or go somewhere else? And you know, obviously, uh. Uh, Chris Parches was the one that went this year. You know, he went to Ole Miss with Lane Kiffin to, I think, to be a co-defense coordinator. You know, oh, right. help recruit him down there. But, um, you know, it was a big loss, especially on the recruiting trail. But, you know, from from what I saw, you know, obviously Michigan hired, you know, a really good recruiter for the state of Florida and Texas, which mm. I think would, would benefit Michigan, you know, obviously, you know, with the pipeline that had in New Jersey. But I feel like, you know, we talked about this, you know, Michigan is, you know, a year behind Ohio State and obviously Alabama. So I think, you know, going down and getting these kids from Florida, even Texas, you know, I think would benefit Michigan. Obviously, you know, they brought in that heavily recruiter. Uh, I think his name is Brian or uh, – Brian. Brian Jean Murray, Mary, or I think – Yeah, Brian Jean Murray, yeah. And, I mean, he had good reviews, especially on the recruiting trail. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, when you lose a coach, it's, it's going to be um, your responsibility mm-hmm. for the coaching staff to find someone that's, that's equally good as better. I feel like what the investment they made in Cartridge, though, the investment like Brian was talking about earlier, they essentially hired a high they hired a high school coach, and he turned out to be right. really, really good. Really and good. He almost left for yeah. he almost left for Alabama last year, <clears throat> so uh-huh. it's like our. Um, the, the coaches that they had just brought in, Brian G. Mary and Bob Shoup, um, you got a good recruiter that's coming in, Brian G. Mary, and then Bob Shoup's, he's um, not necessarily a good recruiter, but he's a good coach. So, um, you know, which will be good to get someone on that defense side of the ball um, and help Michigan, well, especially with their safeties. Um, I think Michigan needs really a lot of help in their safeties and secondary group because mm-hmm. ever since 2016, I feel like Michigan, that group has not done great um, after the 2016 no. season. I feel like they've kind of declined a lot. So um, it's good yeah. for them to bring coaches in and uh, get that recruiting trail. The recruiting trail, but um, they got a kind of favorable schedule next next year. Um, kind of favorable next year. So um, hopefully the Michigan can uh, can can turn things around. Um, but moving on, moving on to our um, to our next subject is Michigan basketball. Uh, uh, I didn't watch the game tonight. I couldn't watch the game. Um, I had prior. I had Tyler. I know you laugh, but I had prior commitment to. Um, no, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at the game. Uh, no, I know. Oh, I know. Well, I didn't watch it. I, I'm sure you, judging by you laughing, you watched it. I'm sure Brian watched it. I did. I did. I did not. I was. Calling okay. a basketball game. Okay, well, Tyler, you had the pristine privilege to be the only one that did watch the game. I was following up with the game, but I didn't actually get a chance to watch the like to watch mm. watch it. Um, I think you will have to kind of take us through it. I did see some plays where I was listening to it. I was actually listening to it on the radio, and Michigan was in that game, and it reminded me it reminded me of I believe when it was Michigan faced Ohio State. I think it was like. Two years ago, I think, and this is, yeah, I think it was two years ago. Michigan just had plenty of opportunities to win the game against Ohio State, 
and this is like one of Michigan's first losses. It was the year Michigan. I feel like it was the year Michigan lost to Nebraska. Nebraska by like twenty-five or thirty, and then um, the first. Yeah, that was the year. And I, um, this kind of reminded me of that game. Michigan had plenty of opportunities to win the game. Now, again, I didn't watch. But what, what was your? Take us through it. What what uh, what happened? Did and um, within what the game? Uh, so, uh, last get, take, uh, us, Tyler, take us take us through the last five minutes of the game, I guess, or ten. Well, minutes, I mean, so the last the second half. Let's, let's say like this: the first half was unbearable to watch. Like, okay, the refs were not calling anything. You know, they looked like they were playing football. Obviously, Jay Billis was calling it, and he was complaining about the refs. So that got annoying for a little bit. Uh, Simpson and Teske, they were like one for nine going into halftime since they were only having two points. Uh, after the half, you know, I feel like Tusky is up and down, you know. He, uh, one of the plays, you know, Simpson had a perfect pick and roll pass to Tusky, and he just laid it off the backboard, off the rim, which you should just dunk it, bro. You're 7-1. <laughs> Stop doing these little bunnies. Uh, Eli Brooks, uh, he came on, you know, he was hitting big shots down the – down the down the game, uh, hitting a couple of big threes. You know, Brandon Johns. You know, last couple of games, it's cool tonight. You know, he's starting to come into his own. I forgot how many points he scored, but he had a couple of big threes. But he had like four fouls. Uh, Austin Davis, I think within the last five minutes, basically put uh, Michigan on their team. I mean, he was getting every second second chance rebound. You know, he scored eleven points. You know, he's hit, hit, getting big boards and all that, but. Uh, Michigan's biggest problem is obviously they can't defend big play, uh, big guys. Obviously, Caleb Watson, I think, went for like 25 points. Uh, they were not closing out on him. He hit like three threes. Uh, they were too stagnant. At, they were too stagnant at points, and there was a point where Juwan Howard called out Tusky by himself. Mm-hmm. You know, he has to be physical and all that, and, uh, you know, Michigan uh, didn't have much ball movement until the second half. They were too stagnant, uh, but um, you know, I heard there was a flagrant foul. I heard there was a flagrant foul that kind of, kind of. That was I heard that was like the deciding that, fact and deciding thing to the game. Basically, it was. The side. Uh, what ha- what happened with that? Simpson, uh, he had a layup against Young, and uh, obviously Young fouled him, and as soon as. Uh, Simpson was going down. He was kind of bracing himself because he was falling backwards, but he pulled on uh, Young's jersey and ripped it. He was pulling it down, so that's where that flagrant foul came on. So it was mm. two shots for Simpson and then two uh, flagrant ones, so two shots in the ball for Ohio State. Obviously, Young made both of them, and they got the ball back. So that that was pretty much the deciding factor. I was like, okay. <laughs> was it was it now now was it what do you do you think it was a flagrant foul or technical foul? Because I heard he got a technical too or whatever. No, was it, no, it was okay. not a flagrant. I mean, he was falling backwards. He was trying to brace himself, and obviously the contact that Young had on him was too close. So obviously he still had a body on him when he was falling out of bounds. But I wouldn't call that right. in the last two minutes. Like, just call it common foul. Right. Uh, but, well, I think Michigan this year they're kind of uh, a tough a, t- a tough loss for Michigan tonight. It sounds like, and uh, they were had every opportunity to win the game, and I I thought that they were you know Eli Brooks was when I was listening to it, Eli Brooks was hitting some shots, and uh, Simpson had hit hit a three there too, and like was like I don't know like five minutes ago, four minutes ago, or whatever, 
and uh, they were in the game, but it just um, I think it's going to obviously take some time yeah, for nice. Howard to to main it to getting when they're in the Big Ten season down the Big Ten stretch and playing they're in a thick of things in the Big Ten race and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's going to take him some time to get used to this because he's not used to this. He's not used to making adjustments in games. He's not used to. Right. Um, he's he, he he's just not used to a lot of things that the college game is going to bring, and uh, he, he's going to have to learn quick because Michigan State's on Saturday, and that's not an easy matchup. It is in at the Chrysler, but I mean, it's not Michigan's. Uh, I think Michigan's biggest thing is uh, just in-game adjustments and. Um, they right. just playing playing better defense, and it seems like they're struggling right now. And um, yeah, I mean they almost they gave up a big they gave up a ten point lead last week against Rutgers. So, you know, a couple of days against Rutgers, and mm-hmm. um, end up winning that game. But um, temp, expectations yeah. are should be they shouldn't be tempered. they they shouldn't be through the roof. Like right now. Oh no, they. I, I don't think they were. They were beginning of the season. They weren't, but I think people are just kind of right. on but, false I mean, expectations. Right, right. But, um, um, obviously, you know, Maryland beat Rutgers. So, but tonight, mm-hmm. I think Penn State was beating State at one point. I forgot to check the score of that game. <laughs> they won uh, seventy-five yeah. to seventy. Penn State did. Oh, yeah, they did. Oh, is that oh, Michigan wow. State's second loss? Michigan State's second loss in a row. Mm. Michigan State's going know. on a losing. They're on a second. They're going to two-game losing streak going into Ann Arbor, which is, I don't think that's ever happened. <laughs> I don't think so either. Yeah, but um, no, I just. Um, Brian, you can chime in. Chime in with any comments with because you didn't watch the game. I didn't really have a. Uh, They're shooting the flagrants. I didn't know that's what. I didn't know that was the foul. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it it sucks. It I mean, it starts losing when Michigan had another abysmal end of the season in football. You just really want to beat these guys, and so everybody right. It's tough. There was definitely. I mean. Kind of seeing through, like everybody's reacting about it. The more again, and I think I read that they shot thirty-three percent from the floor. You're not in high-level basketball. No, no, definitely not. Nope. What's out? Uh, like, like you did in the Bahamas. Right. They're they're not playing like the same way they were playing in the Bahamas. It's just uh Right, uh, it's different, and it's it's fine. It's it's fine that they, you know, that one Gonzaga that went against Gonzaga looks really good right now. But you know, mm-hmm. if Michigan can make the tournament this year as like maybe an eleven seed, I could see the work. Right, eleven seed. Oh, I mean, I think they're. To be honest, yeah, I think they're, they're going to be one of those bubble teams or a twelve seed or eleven seed. Right. When it, right. When it comes down to it. Yeah, obviously, you know, there's there's still a lot to play, and that's the thing they brought up, you know during the game, you know, quite a few times, you know, obviously these two teams, Ohio State, you know, being ranked second at one point, you know, having, you know, at the beginning of the season, and obviously Michigan right. being ranked fourth and all that. But, you know, that that's what they were saying. You know, obviously 
as of right now, I think they had him at like an eight seed, and obviously the uh, out of schedule comp, uh, wins that Michigan has, you know, against North Carolina, which doesn't look good in Gonzaga. Well, if North, 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 North Carolina makes the tournament, and they North Carolina wheels off right. and wins the ACC tournament, and makes, tournament which, though. Uh, I don't think so either. But I mean, say if it could, they would have to win the ACC yeah, tournament yeah, or whatever. Yeah, even then. Yeah, but, but yeah, but yeah. they were saying, you know, even even though there's loss for Michigan, you know, there's they uh, any cats still think they're going to be in the tournament. I think so. As like, we'll have to wait. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. You know, they were at one point they were like a two seed. Now they're like an eight or nine seed. Looks like it's you know they're, correct. They're, uh, yeah, you know. So we will just have to wait and see what the what the team. I I I like watching games and, and, and being excited and stuff like that. But you know, there's so many negative things that you just can't like surround yourself. And we always we always talk about that. Just there's so many negative things that people say about Michigan basketball. You know, the fans do, and it's like you know, it, it's just. I mean, people are never happy when it comes to things, and it's just like you gotta, no, you just gotta realize no, that I mean, this Juwan Juwan Howard's first season as a coach, and it's right, and, and you're putting in a whole new system, like a whole new system. Now, I think me and me and Brian were talking about the players that Juwan Howard is bringing in right next this next year are really oh, yeah. really athletic. They're athletic players. I I don't think you can name one player on Michigan's team. That is even comparable in talent to an Isaiah Todd or Joshua Christopher. Excuse me, not even close. Not even close. No, None of those guys I are don't think close to being athletic. Athletic as those. Those guys can play different positions too. So, right, and and that's the thing. I feel like you know what. Obviously, you know it'll take some time, but what Juwan's trying to do, you know, obviously being 25 years in the NBA, you know, he's trying to get. And obviously, the games has the game has changed and all that, but you know. He's getting these, you know, these talented kids who can play multiple positions, who are athletic, and, you know, who can, you know, I think next year Michigan will have actually someone, you know, since uh, Trey Burke and all that, you know, who will actually have the ball, you know, within the last seconds to, you know, hit a game winner, you know, take the, take the game over or something. Right. Yeah, I think I think Michigan's, Michigan hasn't had, like, a true, a true point guard presence in a while, and I you know, Simpson's just—he's so good, but he's so inconsistent sometimes. And it's like, you know, you can't—it's you can't have him not have him on the floor. But sometimes it's just you don't know what you. Sometimes you don't know what you're going to get from him. Um, well, that's to get the thing. Like one night, yeah. Like one night he'll hit threes. The other night he'll go like zero for six from three. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just—you just yeah. don't know. And I don't know what uh, Howard's going to do with that. Uh, Brian, your thoughts, comments, concern? Uh, that'll be our last comments for the episode. So. Um, here's Brian. Uh, no, I'm lost to the good. No, I'm still, oh, okay. I, I'm still here. I was, I was letting you guys pass it out there. No, you're I was, good. I See, but no, and you, you mentioned that Mike. How the guys that want that this season, if you use your four core scores from a 30-win team last year mm-hmm. and you lost the head coach, that was kind of the mastermind behind it, knew that coming into the season it was going to be some tough sledding. And mm-hmm. losing some of the close games that they lost when we're kind of used to seeing them win those close games the last 
three seasons or so. But, like, Jawan's bringing in, like, really high-level, talented guys that will fit his system more. And you just kind of weighed it out. And I think Jawan has some good offensive sets that Michigan just doesn't make the shots. I mean, how many times has a guy miss a wide-open three, a wide-open mid-range jumper, or a a layup? I've never seen a team – Missed so, so many, many open layups. shots. It missed so many. Lay- it's like Teske, you're seven one. Throw it down. Dunk, you know, dunk, dunk, dunk you the know, ball. Cust- like dunk the ball. Right. You know, dunk it, bro. Austin Davis, throw it down. I mean, there was the one game against Oregon where they missed like five dunks in a row. Like it's just, no. oh yeah. yeah, it's not. Oh god, it's not bouncing the way that they want. But you just can't right. throw it all out out the window and just say Jawan can't coach. I think, I think he's still learning. I, I heard that the last thirty seconds for Michigan was not great tonight, and so no, I heard it, he might yeah. not be, he might not be great, yet. But he's only been he's only a head coach for one year. You, you just you bring in the talented guys, you you bring in other stuff, and they could build something here. You just, mm-hmm. just like, yeah. we we just gotta be really mad. We gotta like yell and scream and it's frustrating, but like get away from the ledge. There's still a light at the end of the tunnel. Here. Right. I'm not, I'm not frustrated. I'm not frustrated with Michigan basketball at, at all right now. I'm not even, I don't, it's like, no, I, I don't even, I don't even, I don't even give a shit to be honest with you, but if they're going to lose 30 fucking games this year, I don't even give a shit because if you bring in, this is your first, first year as a head coach. Work, you know? Yeah. Right. Never, never coaching. <laughs> Never coaching again. Juwan Howard's never coached, but if he's going to bring right. some recruits in and be, you look at Coach K. I mean, um, he's how many recruits he brings in, and I don't, you know, mm-hmm. he brings in so many guys. Like it's almost like it's almost like you know, to Juwan Howard holds that Team USA photo up. Well, look at all those guys that are in the, in the Olympics. Basically, there's so how many high talented level players. If Juwan mm-hmm. Howard brings these kids kids in and gets brings it kind of like that one and done kind of thing, and let these kids just play. And just be have fun with it. I mean, you know, you're gonna have some, you're gonna have some exciting games for Michigan basketball in the future. So, um, oh yeah, all right, and and uh, definitely. Oh yeah, and to go back to your guys as you know, uh, John Howard's first year coaching. You know, that's the reason why I felt like you know he brought in Phil Martelli, because obviously mm-hmm. you know this is his first head coach coaching job, and obviously he brought in that experience from Phil Martelli to give him guidance, you know, to help him, you know, through the season. Yeah. Well, that's a good – it was a good hire by him and uh, to retain, retain some staff there in Zaddy. Um yeah. But that's going to do it. It's going to do it for us. Um, we'll definitely be recording soon and uh, and uh, getting back to weekly episodes uh, here soon. So um, anything, last comments, concerns, or anything like that before we uh, go off the air? Um, national signing day tomorrow, probably not any fireworks for Michigan, but it's tomorrow, so. Yeah, well, I mean, with that early signing period, national signing day is funny, like, eh, it's kind of like a, <laughs> well. Yeah, it gets me something to watch on TV and listen. Well, no. now I say, I say that, with, <laughs> I say that, I say that because, like, Unless you're in like a deep battle with other schools, 
then whether are other schools for recruit that national signing day on this tomorrow is really important because you know it's if that kid's making a decision between your school but if you send almost your recruits in the you know early signing period it's like well i mean you can just you just you know not really it doesn't really impact fans as much now staff is recruiting or should be <laughs> but mm-hmm. um that's gonna do it for us um Great, baby. great being back with every back with everyone and re- and recording and uh, um, we're gonna start recording here soon again and uh, pick things back up and talk Michigan basketball and uh, and uh, Joe Milton season, Dylan McCaffrey season. I don't know. We'll we'll talk about that more and uh, talk about things like that more and in, in the future and talk about that. So um, as always, go blue. Go blue. Go blue.